Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have a trade to go through. We have roster moves and Rule 5 decisions and just a whole lot to go through in this episode of the Pirates Podcast, to be named later, here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Good morning. My name is Alex Tump. On Tuesday, the Pirates protected four prospects from the Rule 5 draft by selecting their contracts and adding them to the roster. Andy Rodriguez, Mike Burrows, everyone saw those two coming. They're top 100. Jared Triolo, utility man, really good glove, made some good strides in the second half of the season offensively. Pirates like what they saw. And Colin Selby, who I know is probably the least noteworthy name out of those four, but... People I've been talking to out too all year, they they love the kid. They love what he brings. He's got upper 90s heat and two breaking pitches that spin. My way too early spring training 2023 prediction is Colin Selby is the guy who who stands out amongst this crowd. And is the just the sweetheart. The same way that you know is Blake Cedarlin in 2020 and David Bednar in 2021. So that's it's an interesting group of four. And Selby, in particular, seems to address something that this Pirates team really wants to get more out of their bullpen, and that's swing and miss. He's got good strikeout rates. He's got good whiff rates. And like I said, good velocity and spin, so it should translate to the major league level. If they're looking for more swing and miss, there's someone who can do it. They acquired someone Friday who also gets good swing and miss. I'm going I'm to apologize with the name pronunciation here. I haven't been given the phonetic <laughs> way to say it, but Dari Moreta came over from the Reds in the Kevin Newman trade. Kind of a, uh, I don't think anyone really saw Kevin Newman getting shipped to a division rival, but we talked about in this podcast not that long ago that Kevin Newman has had a good enough season to be tender to contract, but... You know, the Pirates have a couple middle infielders that they got to give playing time to. It wouldn't be fair to anyone, including the prospects that the Pirates have in the minor leagues, to keep going with Newman. And that's fine. But is this the best way they could have used all their roster spots? 
we'll get into the actual trades and not the actual trade, the actual rule five decisions in section two of this podcast. But I, I just want to talk about Moreta here because, and I'm going to go more in depth in mound visit about some of the things he does really well. And some of the things that he doesn't, he misses bats. He also, whenever the bat does make contact with the ball, it goes far and it goes fast. That's fine. But this is someone who was also a fringe non-tender for the Reds. And, I mean, that's basically what the Newman trade was. Two guys who were fringe non-tenders swap for one another. Should the Pirates be using that roster spot like that instead of maybe another reliever? Instead of maybe one of the other Rule 5 players who could have made an impact. This is the first year in a while where it really does look like the Pirates are going to lose someone in the Rule 5 draft. And whenever you make a trade like this, and you don't non-tender anyone, it, it, the roster's still full at 40. So what happens here? What happens next? Moreta, Pirates like that he can be optioned. That was a selling point of the trade. They have someone, they have a little flexibility in that bullpen, someone who could bounce up between the majors and minors, something that they really didn't have a whole lot of last year, and that was a large part of them taking so many players off of waivers, while a lot of the guys who are on waivers are on waivers because they can't be optioned anymore. They didn't have that option. Last year with a lot of these guys, they do right now. Okay, the swing and miss. That's a good trait. You know who also gets swing and miss? Tanaj Thomas. You know who also was considered a really high level, or maybe not super high level, but someone who has a major league starter potential? is Cody Bolton. There were some good relievers that the Pirates are leaving exposed to Rule 5 here. And whenever you take a look at Moreta, okay, if you want to go with him, do you need a Dwayne Underwood Jr.? Because Dwayne Underwood Jr. is here to do one thing and one thing only, and that is eat innings. And that is not as valuable whenever you have optionable relievers. Whenever you have to set in your bullpen and you only have X amount of arms, okay, it does benefit to have someone who can eat nothing but innings. And yet, the inning eater is an important part of the bullpen here, but we've also seen a couple hybrid guys. We've seen different players come through, and now you have some optionable relievers. Why'd you go there? Or if you want to keep Dwayne Underwood Jr. there, okay, bring in more young relievers who are within the organization that you know well, that you know what they can do. A reclamation project trade for an optional, optionable reliever, it just... You get 40 of these spots. Each team gets 40 of these spots, and I don't know if this is the best allocation of one. We'll have some spots open up come spring training and the 60-man comes back and like one of the first moves that's going to happen is Max Kranich is going to be placed on the 60-day IL at some point. Very soon. 
whenever that option is there because he's had Tommy John surgery. That does open up roster spots that way. But during this offseason, you only get so many. And right now, the Pirates are at 40. So unless they make a trade, this means that they can't take anyone in the Rule 5 draft. Because you can't just DFA a player out of the blue. You can only DFA a player if you're bringing someone else onto your 40-man roster in the offseason. So they don't have a chance for a row five. They don't have a way to add without also subtracting at some point. It seemed like an opportunity if you were only going to protect four prospects to have at least a couple roster spots open. And yes, I, I know the 2003, but people are going to say that that 2003 or Rule 5 draft, whatever they lost, Jose Bautista and a whole, they lost seven players. I, I know that's what people are going to say with the, well, you leave spots open, but you can leave spots open for different opportunities here. And yeah, maybe, maybe this reliever is someone that you would be targeted with one of those roster spots. I just don't like the feeling that you have a couple really good prospects that you're leaving off the 40-man roster. And right off the bat, you're bringing in someone in the outside reclamation project who has had no major league success i don't even know if it's reclamation is reclamation implies that they've been good at one point like jose quintana was a reclamation project i i don't think this is reclamation this is a you know polishing up let's break out you know try to get this guy to break out and be a major league pitcher he hasn't shown that so far the bullpen still with a full roster, they can make moves, obviously, but with the full roster right now, maybe a little more swing and miss in that mix, but it doesn't look a whole lot better than it did at the end of the regular season. We're going to see what happens here. The offseason is young. There's still a way to go. I, I just find some of this a little puzzling. Including who the Pirates left off of that Rule 5 list. Whenever we come back, we're going to look at the players that I thought were going to be added. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm going to start off this segment by saying it's Dori Moretta, if I'm reading this phonetic breakdown 
right here. So, Moretta. Moretta. I'll get it right by next week, I promise. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later, here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Pirates protected those four players that I mentioned in the first segment. Of the players that they didn't protect, I think it's safe to say the most surprising was Malcolm Nunez. And I, I've kind of said all along, I'm not sure what Malcolm Nunez's future in the major leagues is. I see a big, strong right-handed batter who has made some changes in his approach. And I know people roll their eyes whenever they hear a launch angle, but he's been a, he became a bit of an adopter this past year, which is why you saw someone with really good exit velocities, this big, strong kid, finally start to get the extra base power that in slugging that you would expect. He's a first baseman probably only, first baseman DH. I, I just kind of thought, okay, there is your platoon partner for G-Man Choi. And if he plays well, he could DH on top. Or you, you could find, you know, everyday reps for him somehow, some way next year. But go into it with a, hey, he'll partner with Choi. He'll get some reps as a DH and pinch hitter on top of that. We're going to give him a shot. He was left off. And I think there are a lot of teams that if they see a guy who tore up double A, made a cameo in triple A, to steal the Billy Bean phrase, he, he, if you're buying jeans, this is the type of hitter that you want. I think he's a Rule 5 candidate for a lot of clubs. And interestingly, it's the first time that we've seen the Pirates non-tender, not tender someone, not non-tender, not tender someone, that they traded for that was at, at risk. Last year, they tendered Kanan Smith and Ajigba. They tendered Jack Sawinski. They tendered Leo Perguero. All because they knew if they didn't, they would probably be taken in Rule 5, and they all came over in trades. And that's fine. It would make sense for you to target players who maybe would be someone's Rule 5 right on that line. Maybe they're a little more expendable, a little lower acquisition cost. And if you think, hey, this guy is a major league player, that's an interesting opportunity to pick up someone. And I think whenever you look at Jack Sawinski up at the major league level, he's an interesting ball player. He could legitimately hit 30 home runs as soon as next year with a full season's workload. He wasn't, his pace wasn't that far off. There's a whole lot of his game that needs to be improved and grow, but okay, he, he looks like a Major League Baseball player. I kind of thought that's what was going to happen with Malcolm Nunez as well. Evidently not. First base is probably going to be G-Man Choi and Miguel Andujar. And maybe Jared Triolo, because he has taken some reps on the right side, but I, I, I think that's just asking for trouble if you're expecting him to be an everyday first baseman. And they, if they lose Nunez, they do not have an everyday first baseman in the minor leagues. They also didn't tender a contract to Blake Sable, who I put an insider like, hey, 
I heard him in particular. He could be interesting for for teams. Might lose him. And I, I get why there may be a bit hesitant to add another catcher to the mix because we'll probably see, or we'll almost certainly see, Henry Davis, if he stays healthy, make his debut in 2023, which means he'll be added to the roster and Andy will be in the roster. Do you really want three rookie catchers on the roster? Yes, he is defensively flexible by playing the quarter outfield. I would be shocked if he couldn't play first base on top of that. That's fine. But it's also a a good ball player that you're potentially missing out on who could also catch, who you don't really have. Every single catcher that you used last year is off the roster. Six of them were DFA'd, and Roberto Perez is a free agent. There's just a lot of okay element to all of this. I mentioned some of the relievers. Thomas, Bolton, and then there were a couple other guys. Dario Lopez was basically in Rodolfo Castro's shoes. Maybe he gets taken. I, I think it's a... He's a raw player. If he's not, it's solely because he hasn't reached double A yet. But we have seen teams go a little younger with row fives the last couple of years, and that might just be because of the pandemic. There wasn't one last year, but the year before that. like Maybe it was because of the pandemic, but they didn't shy away from A-ball players, including the Pirates. Keep in mind, they... they put out on two players from A-ball. It didn't work out, but that's what they were targeting. Maybe not specifically get someone from A-ball, but it was in the realm of possibility. It is for a lot of teams now, whenever you are still dealing with the final ripples in the minor leagues of what that 2020 season brought for everyone. Some interesting players there being left off. I I did the whole list. You can check it out. It it was last week's mound visit if you want the whole list. I went two for four for my predictions. And honestly, considering two were slam dunks, I don't feel too good about that. I was right that it was going to be a little bit smaller class than everyone was saying. Was because I heard like five and six and like, no, it's probably going to be about four. So I'll tip my hat for for getting the right number and then batting and then getting a solid 50% wrong after that. This is going to be the first year in a while where I do think the Pirates lose someone in the Rule 5 draft. And that does present interesting challenges for how do you go about roster construction moving forward because so much of this has been built on Just get as many young, talented players into the system as we can, and we'll figure it out later. You can't keep them all. And maybe that's a sign that you're doing something right with player development whenever other teams start poaching them, but you can't keep them all. And whenever they all come with a certain amount of acquisition costs, I don't think a whole lot of people are going to be happy with the Jose Jose Quintana and Chris Stratton trade, knowing that one half of them is taken away in the Rule 5 draft if Malcolm Nunez is gone. Like, Johan Oviedo is an interesting pitcher. I think he could be a major league starter, but if not a major league starter, just a major league pitcher. 
but you know that was the heart and soul of the pitching staff and one of the most popular guys in the clubhouse and what you got was young reliever and a prospect and you might lose the prospect before he even even reaches the majors that that doesn't i don't blame anyone if that doesn't sit particularly well we're gonna take a break we'll be back here in a minute Welcome back to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later, here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Okay, I made my way too early spring training prediction in the first segment with, with Colin Selby. I'll make another one here. Jared Giolo breaks the camp with the team. Just as the utility infielders, it's something similar to what we saw Diego Castillo's role being last year two way too early predictions that I will go back to if I am right and will try to bury with the ages if I am wrong so we'll find out (laughs) come spring training 2023 but until then I will still be here you can find us and all the other fine podcasts that we have on this station wherever you find podcasts Please continue to listen. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again next week.